0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk, and I do not have a guest today. I have a solo podcast talking through what should you do when you don't reach your goals and uh, I kind of share one of my personal experiences from not hitting one of my goals last year and what I've learned and what I'm going to change and do uh, next year differently so hopefully this resonates with some of you and gives you a process if some of your 2023 goals haven't gone the way you wanted them to as you start looking forward and setting goals for 2024 so hope you enjoy What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. My name is Michael Falk, and I'm here to talk a little bit about goal setting today. And uh, we're kind of getting into the time of year that people are starting to think about goals for 2024 or you're sort of wrapping up the end of your goals for 2023. But um, really, as you start looking forward, it's kind of what I'm starting to shift my mindset to Um, At our business as we're kind of getting into the end of the year and starting to plan for next year and all the great things that we have in store for everyone. Um, But I think one of the number one pieces of goal setting that people don't pay attention to enough is looking backwards at how did your goals go from the year before and really trying to break those down and take a look at them. So Um, before you start thinking about what do you want to accomplish next year, I'd encourage you to stop and kind of reflect and look back to last year at how did your goals go? Did you reach all of them? Are you on track to hit them? Or have you missed any potentially? Um, If you hit all your goals, that's that's great. Congratulations. But it's only November right now. So Maybe you didn't set your goals high enough. You didn't stretch yourself enough. Maybe you could have done even more if you would have um, set your sights a little bit higher rather than kind of hitting your goals early and then coasting. So you can even learn something from hitting your goals earlier. But what if you missed them? Uh, it's disappointing. It's frustrating. Sometimes it's even embarrassing, really. No one likes to admit that they failed or didn't accomplish something. But I'd like to reframe that, and rather than thinking of it as failure, I'd like to you know, it's really only failure if you give up. If you just didn't hit a goal this year, um, there's next year, right? Sports typically until the end of careers, it's an infinite game. It's about who can continue to stay in the game and keep chasing things the longest Is are the people that do the best. And so just because you missed something this year doesn't mean that you failed. If you can learn from it, set new targets next year. That you can try to hit whether it's later this year next year next quarter next month whenever the case might be you can still accomplish that thing as long as you don't just give up and stop so how do you go about learning from those mistakes or from failure um, and not accomplishing a goal as you sit back and reflect at how this year went. So I think it's best if I share my story for this because hand up, I didn't reach all my goals this year. In um, many different phases, I, I've hit a lot of them, I'm still working towards and on track for to hit a few more, but there's definitely some that I haven't hit. Um, specifically, I'm gonna talk about golf today because I think um, it's probably what, relates to most of you that are pursuing fitness wellness or sports performance type goals um, that listen to this podcast so i think it's what's e- most easily tied into that so this year actually about this same time a year ago um at the end of last golf season essentially i set a goal that by this time next year i want to get down to scratch handicap um essentially a a, a Player that has a good shot at going out and shooting somewhere around par. Basically, um, at the time that I set it, it honestly didn't seem like that big of a deal to me. Standing there on a practice range and and setting this goal, um, I was a two point three handicap, which means on you know typically roughly I'm shooting a couple shots over par. So I had to shave about two shots off of my best eight out of my last 20 rounds to achieve that goal um it seemed very feasible like two shots around doesn't seem like that much um and i, I honestly was like yeah that's going to be easy if i just kind of set a plan for the winter practice um i'm going to do this right off the bat um, next year and honestly sitting here i didn't hit it and quite frankly i didn't make any progress towards it this year i um you know I'm not any better. Um, in some ways, uh, at, at certain times over the year, I'm actually playing worse than I did the year before. So it's definitely a goal that was not achieved for me this year. Um, after dealing with some initial frustration for a little while and sort of uh, a feeling of being annoyed and, and disappointed, um, I was reflecting backwards on why. Why didn't I achieve that goal this year? And kind of wanted to work through some of those things to uh, determine what was the cause of it. So uh, a few things that I've noticed uh, when I started reflecting backwards. The first is that I set an outcome goal with no process goals. So I set, I stood there on the practice range at this time a year ago and said, I wanna get to scratch handicap. I didn't set any goals on how I needed to do that, right? I should have maybe set that as a big goal, but really started to look at outside of just what is the actual task to accomplish, what do I need to do to go about doing that, right? Where do I need to improve? What part of my game do I need to get better at? Why am I not there right now? And how do I shore that up? Is it hours of practice per week? Is it working on a specific skill set? Is it playing a specific amount of time? Um, Is there something else that I need to do or address to try to hit that goal? So I would say this is, This would be the equivalent of someone saying, I want to drop 20 pounds without saying, well, I'm going to set a goal for um, eating however many grams of lean protein each day or drinking eight glasses of water or getting um, five to six workouts in a week, right? They set a a big performance goal or outcome goal of losing 20 pounds without any of the process goals that go into how do you actually accomplish that that are more bite-sized and can break that up. Additionally, or as another example, you could look at somebody that sets up a sports performance goal. I want to make the varsity team. I want to throw 90. I want to hit 15 home runs, whatever the case may be um, that you want that outcome. But you really need to set smaller bite-sized process type goals that are directly within your control that no one can hold you back from other than you. An amount of practice, a amount of lessons you're going to take um, you know, some type of how many times per week you're going to work out or food quality, whatever the case may be, set those process related goals that by doing those things every day, every week, or every month over the course of the year will lead you towards completing that big outcome based goal. So that was one of the things that reflecting on, I set a, a totally acceptable, reasonable outcome goal, but I didn't put anything behind that um the second thing that i kind of goes hand in hand with that is i didn't look at any data or um any i didn't have any background into how i was going to accomplish that goal last year when i set it i just said i want to essentially shave two shots off my average round of golf um that's great but i didn't know where was i going to lose those shots where was i struggling what was i not as good at um, as other people. And so I set this goal with no real way to make that plan. And so this year as I reset that goal relook re-look at it, I am, I've done some things to be able to have an understanding at where am I not as good as a player and where do I need to improve to target that as a goal. And this is something that I'd encourage you to do as well if you missed a goal, is do a little bit more research into what the what is different about what you did versus the people that made that achieve that goal or for are where you want to be so if this is i want to make the varsity team great why did you not make the varsity team last year were you was it a skill issue? Was it a general athleticism issue? was there a specific part of your game or your position that um, led you to not be as good as your peers and not make that team If it's a fitness or wellness goal okay well what are the habits or what are the things that uh, you know if you wanted to be a certain percent body fat or uh, uh, get under certain, weight level or whatever the case may be, uh, maybe complete your first half marathon or marathon. What are those people doing from a training standpoint, from a nutrition standpoint, from a wellness standpoint that you are not doing. And then that starts giving you that roadmap to how do you go about achieving that thing that you want to accomplish next year. So get some information to help you set those process related goals and target those deficits and kind of check those things off one by one. The next thing that I noticed is that I lost sight of why I wanted to accomplish the goal. So I am a big believer in kind of the power of why, and it's one of the things that if you ever come into our office, we really want to get to the to the real reason that you want to accomplish something, or the real reason that people want to recover from injuries and get back to sports. And um, you know, I said, "Yeah, I want to do this," but I didn't have a great purpose behind that other than. This was the next barrier that I hadn't brought or that I hadn't broken through. And, um, I didn't really dive deep enough. I didn't attach any part of why it was that important to me. It was just something that I said, I want to, I want to do this, right? I want to accomplish it. I, over the course of my golf career, I'd said, I want to get into a single digit index. And I did that. Then I wanted to get below five and I did that. And it was like the next barrier, right? I want to get to scratch. Why, why does that matter? Why is that important to me? Once you start asking yourself those questions and trying to internalize that, it's going to, you're going to start really identifying, is that a goal worth going after? And if it's not, then it's, it's probably not worth your time. And if it is trying to tie it to something that is deeper than just this task of, I want to make varsity, or I want to throw 90, or I want to lose 20 pounds, right? Why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Why is that important to you? What would your life be? What would be different in your life if you accomplish that goal? All right? Why is it important to, to you? Because once you start attaching deeper meaning and importance to, your, um, to those goals, you're going to be much more likely to stick to them. You're going to be much more likely to not skip those workouts. You're going to be much more likely to uh, stick to that plan that you laid out about how you're going to go about that goal. Additionally, I think that when you attach that, why, and what I noticed, um, is that at times, you know, golf is something that I do for fun. And at times it just hasn't been that enjoyable for me this year. I've, uh, been more frustrating than, than maybe it ever has before. And it's kind of like I lost sight of what it was that really gave me enjoyment. And that, that was the whole reason that I'm doing it. I'm not trying to be, not trying to be a pro golfer or anything like that. So. Um, it is a fun sport. It's a challenge for me. And it is a way for me to get outside, spend time with friends, my family, um, and get a little competition, with, with I, which is what I really enjoy. And losing sight of some of those things that were really important and chasing this sort of arbitrary goal with no real rationale of why it was important, um, ended up not making it very fun and, and probably didn't really help me um, accomplish that goal. It more became a... a thing that was, was frustrating for me. So I really encourage you to, if you missed a goal to sit back and look at like, was that really a goal that was important to you and one that you really should chase? And if so, then go through that process of identifying, you know, what are you going to do differently next year to try to cross that off your list and, and try to accomplish it. The next thing I noticed is that sports are hard and, uh, honestly, you know, even for the wellness and fitness goals, like life is hard at times and you can only control the things that you can control. So golf is at times a game of inches where, uh, putt, you know, especially when you're starting to talk about shaving two, two strokes off around a. Round, uh, couple putts fall or a couple of putts don't fall, or you get a lucky bounce off a tree versus you get an unlucky bounce off a tree out of bounds or into a water hazard, right? That's the difference between over the course of rounds between accomplishing the goal or not accomplishing the goal at times. And if you get focused on the things that are outside of your control, it's, um, you know, going to be pointless and then very frustrating. And you're going to feel like the universe is against you and, and all of these things that you cannot, control those things and all you can do is stay within yourself. And I think this is why it's so important to set those process-related goals because that outcome, um, yes, there's certain things that you can do to accomplish that outcome, but not everything is within your control. If you want to make the varsity team, ultimately you're not the one that's making that decision, right? The coaches. You might be a better player than the person that that took your spot, but the coach doesn't see it that way or he sees a specific skill set right? They might choose the other player, despite what you think to be um, your skill set being superior. So it's important to focus on the controllables versus focusing on some of the uncontrollables and the fitness and wellness goals. I think this looks like life is busy. You know, I'm a busy dad that owns a business that also is a husband to my wife. And at times, things get busy and yeah, I I would love to be able to go and practice more or go and do whatever, but that's just not always an option or not always a, uh, something that, that I can do. So what I can focus on is those things within my control that, uh, would be how I manage my schedule, how I, um, you know, stick to that plan that I laid out. Um, and then kind of giving yourself some grace around the things that are outside of your control, and really kind of letting those things go and not letting those uncontrollable things frustrate you and distract you from your goal. And that's what I found this year was at times when I had those rounds that seemed like nothing was going right, where it's like I felt like I was catching every bad break. I let that beat me down, right? And I just sort of got in a very negative headspace versus letting that stuff roll off my back and and trying to then do better, hit the shot that I can hit um, on you know, each individual hole versus being like, man, if that wouldn't have gotten that kick off of the tree, or if that putt would have fallen in, right? Those things you, you can only, I can't do anything about them. And I let that affect my overall performance this year. So that was a lesson that I really learned looking backwards was trying to really focus on those things that I can control. And then finally, and this is a uh, you know, one of the very frustrating ones for me is that I dealt with an injury. If you followed us on the podcast, if you followed us online at all, you know that on July 3rd, I dislocated my shoulder. Um, what you might not know is that I, I hit my two, or I scored my two best rounds ever the two days before I had that injury where the first time I ever, uh, broke par on my home course and I was playing as well as I'd ever been hitting, uh, as well as I'd ever been playing and, uh, you know, really felt like boom, I'm here. Dislocate my shoulder. It interrupts my whole end of golf season. And then that proceeds to kind of spiral into, I, I enjoyed playing. So I managed to play through it and I found ways to play through it. And um, what I've sort of figured out over the past four to six weeks is through that process, I really sort of made some changes to my swing to be able to play without pain and, and get out there and just enjoy time with my family and friends. Um, but it really has screwed me up and I've been playing as bad of golf as I've played in maybe five or six years, um, these last four to six weeks and, um, kind of all stemming back to that initial injury and really some changes that have kind of crept into my swing that are affecting my affecting my play and ability to hit the ball. And reflecting on it, this is something that we see with a lot of athletes and what people don't understand is like, yes, there's the disappointment in time lost due to injury, uh, not being out there with your friends and and enjoying the game that you love. But um, what I think is really affecting it is the time lost in development. When you have to be out of your sport for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, um, Yeah, it sucks because you're not playing, but you're also not getting that experience. You're not getting the reps. You're not in the gym being able to train like you used to be able to train. You're not getting better. And... You can come back and develop some bad habits as you come out of that injury, things that you are doing to avoid pain beforehand or things that you're doing right now because you are worried that your shoulder going to hurt, or your elbow is going to hurt, or your knees going to hurt, and it changes how you run, how you jump, how you throw, um, in my case, how you swing a club, and that starts to creep in, and when you have that injury over and over again or it doesn't go away or it lingers or you didn't completely recover from it, now it can really start to um, last for a long time. We've had this conversation previously with a bunch of the professional pitchers that we have supported over the years where they've kind of all been around the office. And in talking through to them about their development story, one of the interesting things is how few of them had a major injury in high school. All of them have dealt with, some of them dealt with some significant injuries in in college, but honestly, most of them came through college pretty healthy. It really wasn't until they got into professional baseball that they started to develop some injuries that required longer times out of sport, but they were all pretty healthy all the way through high school and really most of college with no real extended absences due to injury. And that's something that's always stood out to me and a story that we share a lot with athletes is that, um, you know, sometimes just the most important skill you can have is, um, is staying healthy and doing the things to stay on the field and avoid that initial injury because it doesn't let you create, develop bad habits to, to work around an injury. It doesn't um, hold you out of long periods of time training and developing with your peers. And additionally, like once you have that first injury, you're more likely to have additional injury set same joint in the future. And so if you can hold off that first injury for longer, it's going to make it less likely that you miss time again in the future due to um, knee injuries, arm injuries, hip injuries, whatever the case may be, that's true for almost every injury, is that the number one risk factor for a future injury is a past injury. And so um, in my case, like I, there's just no way around it. That injury definitely was a significant factor that held me back from what I was hoping to and working to accomplish this year. Um, and it it's obviously still somewhat affecting me right now and something that I've kind of identified and am now really starting to work through and try to improve at and fully recover from and then do my best next year. The thing that maybe annoys me the most is yes, I did have that traumatic event around uh, where I did, you know, acutely dislocate my shoulder. But for probably the past 12 to 18 months, my shoulder has been bothering me. and I just didn't take the time to address it. Um, like I know I should. And I kept saying like, Oh, I'll, yeah, you know, when I'm not quite as busy, I'll take a little bit more time and, and have one of my staff look at my shoulder and kind of build me a plan to to try to deal with some of this pain. I just kind of kept going and it ended up biting me, right? I had that bad accident and all I can think is like, what if I would have taken care of it earlier? What if I would have done a little bit of strengthening or kind of worked on building some stability around my shoulder? Maybe I would have had enough strength and, and power and stability to prevent that, you know, acute dislocation that I ended up having um, when I fell. But there's no way to know that Twenty twenty hindsight, but for me, it's something that I am going to take with me going forward, and trying not to ignore those little aches and pains, and those little things that I just kept working around for a long time, until it got so bad that I couldn't work around it anymore, and it really ended up affecting my goals. So, um, I guess that would be my kind of ending message: is uh, if you are someone that, as you look back at those goals, and it's like, well, man, I didn't reach that weight loss goal last year, but every, you know, six weeks or every 2 months i had to had to skip a week of workouts cuz of the, my knee really flared up and bothering me or every time i tried to add running to my routine i wasn't able to sustain running because of my hip or ankle whatever the case may be was bothering you if you're a baseball player and you're like man i didn't make varsity this year but i also couldn't participate in a velocity program last winter because of my shoulder hurting or i had to take 6 weeks off over the summer because my shoulder elbow flared up right it is important to address injuries and try to be proactive and stay in front of them because once they pop up, they are going to hold you back from all of those goals and all of those things that you want to achieve. Um, they are able to be overcome, but they're, you know, the most important aspect is to try to try to stay healthy and prevent them in the first place as, as best as we possibly can. So if you're reflecting backwards, that like, yeah, pain, injury restrictions. Um, feeling like my body just wasn't able to hold up to those things that I was trying to do this year um, affected you not hitting those goals. Uh, I'd love to you know, chat with you a little bit more about those. You can head over to our website at kineticsmp.com. Book a call with me directly on there. I'm totally free, and I'd love to just hear a little bit more about what you want to accomplish, what was going on, and see if I can kind of steer you in the right direction on what do you need to do to stay healthy going into next year. So um, if you do feel like you're sitting in that bucket Um, I'd love to find time to connect and and chat with you and see if we can get you pointed in the right direction as you build plans for this next year um, coming up. So, hopefully this little uh, personal reflection and and my story resonates with some of you and gives you some things to start thinking through as you look back at your goals from this past year and how those went and then start making plans for how are you going to do better and what are you going to cross off the list going into 2024 so um, thank you guys very much for listening and we'll see you guys on the next episode Hey, wait a second do you have a teammate or friend that's going through acl rehab right now we would love to help them quite frankly the state of acl rehab in this country is not great right now with many athletes never returning fully to play at a high level and undergoing a second acl injury quite commonly we have a free online ACL masterclass that tells athletes and families everything that they need to know step-by-step step, from the time of surgery until their return to the field to help them get back, perform at a high level with a reduced risk of injury. This online class is totally free and you can sign up for it at the link in our bio at kinetic underscore SMP or at the link in the show notes of this podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you would share this with anyone that we could help recover from this injury.